Hello, Besyakov Denver alumni around the world. Last year, we spoke about the topic of freedom and slavery and what it means with reference to preparing for Pesach and for Pesach itself. This year, I'd like to turn our attention again to the relevance of Nisan, the whole month of Nisan and the meaning of the month of Pesach in our lives today in the here and now. When we sit down at the Pesach Seder, there are some high points. This one that I'm thinking about is almost like the high point of the a high point of the entire Jewish year. And that is that moment when we raise the second coast and we triumphantly announce that we are obligated to thank you, Hashem, al Geula Senu, Nafshenu. We're obligated to thank Hashem on our redemption and for the freedom of ourselves, for how we were redeemed and un, un unshackled and we thank Hashem for this for this big um, chesed, this remarkable chesed that he did for us. And while it's true that the redemption from Mitzrayim really is something so big and so huge that we could really never thank Hashem fully for it, yet I do want to know, like, how exactly should we feel this, like, so deeply, like, from head to toe, like, feel this triumphant gratitude to Hashem for redeeming us from, from Mitzrayim when we, and we say the, our geula and the redemption of our nefesh, of our self. Like, how are we supposed to feel that? How much are we supposed to feel it? We're supposed to feel it. We know, chayav adam osis atzmo kihilu we're expected, we're chayav, we're obligated. It's not even like, you know, if you want, you can. It's an obligation for each person to view himself and herself as though they themselves were redeemed from Mitzrayim. And I'm asking again, how can we feel that so deeply when if you think about history, yes, it's true, we had 210 years of a uh, uh, heinous crimes against us, of an unbearable situation, of minha meitzar karasika, of a squeeze, of an unbearable depth of pain and agony and and being cruelly uh, subjugated. However, that was so long ago. And since then, most of the time, we have actually been in Galos. Most of the time, our status has not been a status of Geula. <clears throat> if you think about history, yes, Mitzrayim was 210 years of agony, and we were redeemed from there in great fa- fashion, in great grand form. But if you think about most of the time since then, we have not been in a Geula mode. We've been in a Gullus mode. We've been, if you could almost say, languishing. We've been languishing in Gullus, waiting really to be redeemed. So what do we mean when we say that we, you know, we thank Hashem like so much for Pedus Nafshenu? It sounds like we're talking about ourselves personally. And we know that we are obligated to view ourselves as though we were re- redeemed from its time. In answer to this question, I would like to say that every single day when we daven Shmona Esrei, we say everything in the present tense, rofe, soleach, mochel. We say everything in the present tense. It must be that what we're talking about when we say al-geula of al-pedus nafshenu, and what we mean when we say in Shmona Esrei, go el Yisrael, not before Shmona Esrei, when we say ga'al Yisrael, he did redeem Yisrael back in the past when he took us out of Mitzrayim, but Goel Yisrael, we must be speaking, as it says in Modim, of Nisacha Shebechol Yom Imanu. Your miracles, Hashem, that are daily with us. Niflosecha Shebechol Yom Imanu. Your wonders that are daily with us, that are with, with us in the present tense every single day. We must be speaking about things that are happening regularly. Bechol Yom Tamid. 
And so, yes, we are waiting for the final Geula very, very much. But at the same time, this Nisan, this month is a month in which we can be uh, looking for Niflo Secha Shabachol Yomimanu, daily Geulos. And I would ask you, do daily Geulos happen? Does Hashem redeem us every day? Is Hashem saving us every single day? And the answer is, it depends who you ask. Some people experience Geulos every day, others never. Some others, for many, it depends on the day. Some view life as a a sort of experience of drawn-out suffering, helplessly waiting for Hashem to rescue us from our unbearable suffering. Others view life as, my life is a series of geulos. And others will view it as sometimes this way and sometimes that way. So what we might want to do is to start attracting geulos into our life by, how do we do it? How do we become a recipient for geula? We need to make ourselves a receptacle. How do you become a receptacle for geulos shebechol yom? We start noticing how many times it has happened already that my problems have evaporated like snow, right? You have a big dump of snow onto your city and then comes the snow plows and the sand and the salt and the shovels and each one of those creates another problem, right? Salt ruins your shoes and or the cars and sand gets into everything and the snow plow dumps the pile of snow onto the the sidewalk that you just shoveled and then the shovel can't get into the ice and then comes the sun on one fine day. Hashem shines the sun on the world and the snow evaporates like it was never there. And that is what Hashem sometimes does for us with our problems. He makes our problems evaporate like snow. And if we want to experience Nisan as a month, as it says in the um, Yotzros of Parshas HaChodesh, it says the month in which Geulos happen regularly and they become stronger upon those who hope in Hashem. That's the, um, the Yotzros of Parshas HaChodesh. Um, so if we want to experience Nisan and specifically Pesach as a time where there's Geulos, even in our times, small Geulos, then we need to start noticing them. How and when did my problems melt like snow? To start taking notice of how this has happened as though I'm carrying a bunch of heavy packages and I arrive at my destination and there's an automatic door that slides open before me and I step in. Sometimes miracles happen like that for us and we just don't notice because we're too busy going on to the next problem. And we don't really necessarily believe that Hashem wants to do that for us. So we can start tuning in to where this is true for us. We often just move on and we don't notice what just happened. So one thing that we can do is start noticing Geulos Bechol Yom. Now, sometimes with the Geulos that we're waiting for have not happened yet. And so we have to always leave time and space for things to happen in Hashem's time. He's the master of timing. At the same time, to be able to start noticing Geulos, Shabbat Yom, we might need to step back to take a bird's eye or back, like just take a, you know, a, a view from afar or even go above the picture of what's going on and take a bird's eye view and expand our concept of Geula. Sometimes the Geula that happened to me is in the form of a new door opening, a new perspective taking shape, taking place, where we have something that we think is a tzara and then we start to think, and how did this benefit me? And how does this benefit the other people? And what are the secondary benefits and the tertiary benefits? And start noticing that something that seems like a tzara might appear to be a 
actually something benefiting me. Perhaps I had an opportunity for a mitzvah that I don't usually get to do. Perhaps I had an opportunity to expand myself, to understand someone else's plight or whatever else. So sometimes it's these geulos are not as much in the form that we would have hoped or expected, but they're geulos no less. So with all within all of this, I'd like to always say, no matter what we're studying and trying to improve, and we need to leave room for ourselves to fluctuate in the area of being noticing geulos. One day I'll be all inspired and notice that there's geulos around me every minute, and the next day, for a multitude of reasons, I could have I could sink and start to feel not so connected to this. And that's always part of every avoda. Is there's going to be the yemeha ahava and the yemeha sena. There's going to be times where I feel inspired and connected and there's going to be times where I sink down and feel less connected and that is part of being human and that is okay. This is just any something to pay attention to no matter which avoda we're trying to work on. Here the avoda is noticing geulos shebechol yom, nisecha shebechol yom imanu. So while we expand our concept of what the geula might look like and we also make room for ourselves to fluctuate and be imperfect in this cultivating this mindset, I would like to just remind us that in Eov, it says, Hashem tells, tells Eov, Kate's sum lachoshech. Hashem puts a boundary to darkness. Even darkness does not last forever. Just like the Jewish people, when they went through their, their Eov story, when they went through their Mitzrayim, when we went through our Mitzrayim, we were, in, before this happened, Hashem told Avraham, they're going to suffer. They're going to suffer. They're going to go out with abundant wealth. And Eov as well came out with abundant wealth in that he now understood that he's not alone. That was the purpose of Sefer Eov, of Eov's life, of Eov's suffering, is to see that he wasn't alone. So we know Benisan Nigalu Uvenisan Asidin Lehigael. Perhaps we can ensure this experience of Asidin Lehigael, that Nisan will be a month of Geula, by committing each and every one of ourselves to a mindset of finding the daily Geulos, and thereby we'll be opening up ourselves to the great and grand Geula that we wait and hope for. I wish you a beautiful Nisan, a beautiful Pesach, filled with Geulos and Yeshuos.